0: Howdy folks, and welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. We inherited a truck from our late Granny Mae, only to discover that the crystal hanging off the rear view mirror was completely normal. (laughs) I'm kidding, no, it was more than just decorative. It was a dowsing pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. Today we return to you from the French Quarter of New Orleans, where the beads are as plentiful as the mosquitoes. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, I almost did. Also, <laughs> home of St. Germain from our previous episode. Oh, that's right. I to say, oh, that's right, like I didn't know. <laughs> and for those of you just joining us for the first time, well, we've been cursed by a mummy, the ancient pharaoh I, after unsealing his canopic jar. Yeah, that one's kind of a bummer. We're also being pursued by the MIB following an alien abduction that landed Cheesehead a hot date with a freaky alien. First part of that's a bummer. Second part is a dream come true. Plus, the restaurant I take her to won't even need to provide us flatware. Huh? Because she comes with her own saucer. Okay, that's pretty terrible. And with that, I'm Harrison the Florida Man. And I'm Aaron the Cheesehead. Today we come to you from the gates of St. Louis Cemetery number one, one of three of these Roman Catholic cemeteries here in Nileens. Did I say that right? Nope. (laughs) Aw. St. Louis Cemetery one and two are among the National Register of Historic Places alongside Spook Hill, Castillo de San Marco, King's Tavern, and other places we visited in prior episodes. So if you haven't listened to those, hop on it. Speaking of hops, what we drinking today, Cheesehead? Well today's brewski's come from Nola Brewery. It's called Mecca Pale Ale and will slap your brain with a monstrous eight point eight ABV. Monstrous is right. It's even got a giant red dragon scale in the city like King Kong chomping down on a big old giant hop on the can art. Man, I love me some good beer can and bottle art. Oh shoot, our guide just arrived. Weren't I mean weren't that supposed to happen? Uh, sure. St. Louis Cemetery No. 1 is only accessible via licensed guided tour, unless you're a ghost, of course. No, actually. Unfortunately, there's no alcohol allowed on the premises, so chug it fast. I don't want to get arrested again. Alright. I can. Yeah, don't worry about it. The real reason you can only visit via guided tour is because tourists kept defacing the property. Man, vandals and legend tippers gotta ruin everything. Well... Cheers! Cheers! Hmm. 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 Hoo All right, so here's the deal. Cheesehead and I have got our lapel mics on, right? And we're gonna enter the graveyard now. With any luck, our mics will pick up the tour guide clear enough to share with y'all at home, and maybe even a ghost or two. Hey, shh! Sh- sh- she's starting.
1: Everyone, my name is Kay Danver, and I'll be your tour guide for the evening. Welcome to the oldest and most haunting cemetery in town. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Ow. Now, St. Louis Cemetery Number One was built in 1789. Believe it or not, as remarkable as that is, it actually replaced the even older St. Peter Cemetery after the fire of 1788. This cemetery takes up a full block of New Orleans real estate and houses some famous and even infamous historical figures. Now, while this cemetery is procured by the Roman Catholic diocese of New Orleans, the northwesternmost section of the cemetery is Protestant. And you won't believe what I'm going to tell you next.
0: You do. Hey, ma'am, what you doing way on back there creeping around like that? You're supposed to be with the group. Yeah, we were told to follow that tour guide there. We don't want any trouble.
2: I'll give you the skinny. You did.
0: Oh wait, you want to be our tour
2: guide? Shh, shh, shh. Totally. I'm a super secret tour guide that gives special tours to randomly selected tourists. Just boot it over here before the rest of the tour sees you.
0: Now what you think, Florida man? You stay with our guided tour or believe this random whispering bohemian lady? Oh, you're already over there. Yep, sorry. Hey, I just want that really special tour. I mean, don't you? I mean, yeah, sure, I do. Shh.
2: Don't let those others hear you leave.
0: Right, because they weren't randomly selected like we was. Oh, must be our lucky day. An exclusive tour all to ourselves? Hot damn, yes, ma'am. Shh, shh, shh. I'm telling you. Wait, wait, why am I ma'am? Eh, don't matter. Just duck around the corner like I did and get in the clear. Okay. Here I go. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, well, we're here, ma'am. Uh, happy to be selected.
2: Stoked to have you. First off, I'd like to introduce you boys to your groovy new tour guide, Mary Oneida Tubes. But you cool cats can just call me Mary.
0: Meow. Heck yeah, Mary. All right,
2: man, let's do it. Rock and roll. Follow me.
0: Hey, whoa. Hmm. What's that?
2: Oh, just some bomb friends of mine. Nearby residents catch my drift. Over on the left, there is Paul Morphy. Hey, dude.
0: Mary, your move, Bernard.
2: (laughs) Across the chessboard there, holding the deck of cards in one hand and sword in the other, is Bernard DeBoer. Bonsoir. How about we play a real game like craps?
0: Come now, don't be a sore loser. Check.
2: Ah... (laughs) I'm out for lunch when it comes to chess, but we all got our own groove here at St. Louis.
0: Sweet. They got atmospheric actors? Yeah, atmospheric. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they got atmospheric actors. Look at Bernard over there, cheesehead. On that 19th century French garb and whatnot. Uh, Florida man. The word? Yeah, sure. Hit me. I don't think these guys are actors. Mm-hmm. That's Paul Morphy. The real Paul Morphy. All right, look me in the face. I'm supposed to know who the hell that is. Uh, cripes, Paul Morphy? The pride and sorrow of chess? Yeah, you keep saying that. All right, I don't follow chess, man. And heck, since when did you follow chess? Well, since I binge Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I think only Norland's Gambit I know is an X-Men. Fair enough. Well, Paul Morphy was a chess prodigy called The Sorrow due to retiring from competitive chess at a very young age, despite being the second world chess champion. Awesome, man. Uh, You you want me to ask for an autograph for you or something? Paul Morphy died in 1884. He must be buried here. I bet his buddy across the table setting up craps is buried somewhere in this cemetery, too.
2: Oh, Bernard DeBoer. Yes, he's a famed craps player and Creole aristocrat.
0: Holy shit. Was Bernard lighting up a cigar with a $100 bill?
2: Yeah, man, it's pretty far out. While he's most famous as a swashbuckling gambler, patrician and bogart, he's actually the very same Bon Vivant who built New Orleans' first suburbs.
0: Oh. Wow, that sounds like an amazing man. What other fun facts can you tell us about him?
2: Well, he was the first mayor of New Orleans. Cool. Head of the game in the sugar industry. Aw, oh, sweet. And a big old slave owner.
0: Oh god, jeez, never mind. <laughs>
2: Shall we continue the tour?
0: Yeah, sounds good.
2: <laughs> Gnarly. There's a great guy here I'd like to introduce you to.
0: Just one a winner like your friend Bernard? Forget that fool.
2: This here is Ernest Nathan Muriel.
0: Why does that sound familiar? Call me Dutch.
2: His son Mark was mayor of New Orleans from 1994 through 2002. But more importantly, Ernest here was the first African-American mayor, serving from 1978 to
0: 1986. Had a 10-block spanning convention center here named in my honor. I'm proud to have had a structure in my name serve as an evacuation center during Hurricane Katrina. Did a lot of people good. Wowzers, I don't even know where to start. First off, that's amazing. You're amazing, is second off. I appreciate all you're saying, but I'm a ghost. What's done is done. I made my life better in the past. You make it better in the future. Oh, you betcha, Mr. Dutch.
2: So is this you boys first time to New Orleans?
0: Yeah, you betcha. Nah. Wait.
2: Have you taken in any other sights? Maybe a witch shop or two?
0: A witch's shop? Nah, yeah, sure haven't.
2: <laughs> no need to be rude about it.
0: God jeez, sorry, didn't mean any offense. Are you into witchcraft and stuff like that?
2: Well, one might say I'm the godmother of witchcraft here in New Orleans, but I'll give you the lowdown on that later on in the tour.
0: Yeah, well, while we haven't visited any witch shops yet, we have been to Café Dumont for a beignet. Yeah, mother's restaurant for po'boys. Gumbo from the gumbo shop. Crawfish from Daisy Dukes. I mean, you know you got to bite the heads off them little lobsters. Wow,
2: has your entire tour of this magnificent city so far been entirely food-based?
0: No, 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 no. I'll have you know, we had some pints at the Avenue Pub. And Long Island's at the carousel.
2: <laughs> Just food and alcohol, then. Mm-hmm. Jeepers Creepers, you are standing in one of the richest cultural centers in the entirety of the United States. Haven't you taken in at least one museum or historical site besides this one? Oh,
0: yeah, we were going to do a tour of Mardi Gras World.
2: <sighs> Good call on that one. Mardi Gras, a.k.a. Fat Tuesday Fat it's
0: not very body positive of Tuesday now, is it?
2: Falls between the Epiphany and Ash Wednesday, a way to get all the vices out of your system before Lent. New Orleans, after all, was first established by Catholic colonists. Typical. And while Mardi Gras is obviously a big to do in New Orleans, it is celebrated in Catholic centric communities all over the world. It was introduced here by the Lemoyne brothers, Pierre and Jean Baptiste, who were sent here in the charge of King Louis the Fourteenth to defend the then French-owned Louisiana Territory.
0: Well, I'm guessing the ghost of old Louis here ain't a big fan of Napoleon.
2: Almost oh, certainly not. Any other bomb museums you plan to soak in?
0: Ah, the New Orleans Pharmacy Museum sounds hella neat. We were thinking about touring that one tomorrow, time permitting. I heard that one's pretty haunted. Heck yeah, man. Can't wait to pharma-see it.
1: Boo.
0: Uh, uh. Okay, was well. that a ghost <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ghost in my pride so most of the ghosts we met so far on our road trip are the friendly type you know we had jose gaspar yeah railroad bill hugging molly yeah that tree-legged lady was something nasty also railroad bill did try to shoot us yeah, there are ghost bullets though. That's true. Uh, yeah. But uh, I try to try to block the three-legged lady out of my memory. I should do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, there's a good deal of ghosts at the Pharmacy Museum. Some of them friendly and others well. <laughs> there's the infamous Dr. DuPont, for example, still seen wearing his old brown suit and hat from what I hear.
0: No, oh, what's he infamous for? Placebos? Extra coke in the sodas?
2: Performing a series of horrendous experiments on pregnant women.
0: Ugh, yeah. Maybe we ought to steer clear.
2: You have a beer belly, not a pregnant belly, so I think you're in the clear. But alas, the damn soul of Dr. DuPont is still at large. An angry spirit infamous more these days for setting off alarms and wrecking the facility after hours.
0: Is his first name Tom? Because he sounds petty as fuck.
2: Rumor has it that he always had a getaway carriage ready out back in case those poor pregnant girls died under his care.
0: Was his driver's name Richard? Because that's still petty as fuck. <laughs>
2: Not all the spirits at the pharmacy museum are petty and malevolent. Two children are said to wander the corridors and courtyard of the property, believed to belong to Louis Defilo Jr., who owned the pharmacy before selling it to the devious Dr. Dupas. You can still pick up a handful of useful goods at the pharmacy for witchcraft, and I suppose for voodoo, too, if that's your dish.
0: (laughs) It's not. I don't know the first thing about voodoo other than it's apparently evil as shit.
3: I would like to correct that misguided misstatement. Wow,
0: there's he there, miss.
3: Miss, I am Madame Marie Laveau, voodoo queen of New Orleans.
0: Uh, Madame Laveau, you got a big damn snake on your shoulder, (laughs) in case you didn't know that.
3: You mean old zombie here? Oh, She's my sweet girl. Who's my sweet girl? Yes, you
0: are. Yes, you are. Wowzers, Miss LeVille. We didn't mean to offend you just now. We just don't know much about voodoo besides the scary things we see on TV and in the movies.
3: There's a lot of conjecture about me from those vultures who attacked my credibility as a spiritualist and spoiled the reputation of Louisiana voodoo. Good grief. Here we go again. Oh, give it a rest, you new-aged rogue. Despite what some people say about me and my practices, voodoo isn't evil. There is a dark side to it. That I will concede, but it is just the same as any other religion.
0: Yeah, okay, but horror movies always show voodoo as a wicked, dark art that inflicts pain through black magic, voodoo, dolls, and other creepy tactics.
3: And horror films portraying Christianity usually focus on demons and possessions. Hollywood rarely showcases the light sides of religion because that doesn't make for a very good horror story, does it?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I, I never thought about it, it that way. Be a horror then, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that checks.
3: How about you take a seat here and let old Marie Laveau teach you boys a thing or two? My story began as a freed
2: woman of color, a humble hairdresser of the New Orleans elite. Humble indeed. Isn't hairdressing for the elite where you magically obtained your information on the wealthy? That and the bullying and exploiting of their help, of course.
3: It is true that I had my relationships with certain prominent households, and many a whisper in my ear, but that doesn't make me a charlatan. It's humorous that you try to condemn me for my practices. What is it you did with yours again? Oh, that's right. You open shops in the French Quarter to peddle your grass clippings and profit off the ignorance of tourists like some cheap old trotter.
2: I'll have you know that I, a woman no less, chartered the Religious Order of Witchcraft in 1972, the first coven to be registered as a religious organization in the state of Louisiana. It might not be the African and Caribbean-rooted practices that you're used to, but that doesn't make my craft any less authentic.
3: (laughs) Woman, no less. (laughs) Try being a religious leader and a woman of color in the 19th century.
0: Ooh, she's got you there.
2: Woman of color, right. How many slaves did you own again? I recall it was seven, at least.
3: Oh, go get a zombie.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Break it up, ladies! Y'all both made strides for womankind in your own religious beliefs, respectively.
3: Well, boys, if you want to learn more about Louisiana voodoo, return to my mausoleum here and...
0: Write X's on your grave? Because, wowzers, if your grave here isn't just covered in them...
3: Well, word got around that if you pay my grave a visit and compliment me as voodoo queen... Draw three crosses on my tomb and make a wish, I may help it come true. Should your wish be granted, you are meant to return here with offerings such as a flower as a token of your gratitude.
0: Sounds a whole lot like legend tipping. The rite of passage where people travel to perform rituals or acts of vandalism to supposed haunted and abandoned points of interest. We've encountered something similar with the devil's chair in Casadega, Florida. And, oh, and again with the Mausoleum of Mary Bibb at Maple Hill Cemetery in Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, that was us in a legend tip in there. Oops. Yeah, we did that. My bad.
3: Knocking three times or simply making X's with your fingers is much preferred alternative to defacing my mausoleum. Plus, writing on it these days will serve you a hefty fine. Go
0: ahead. Make a wish. Uh, sure. Um, oh. Is that okay with you, Miss Mary? If you must. Okie dokie, then. Three X's with my fingers here. One, two, three. All right, now, making a wish for a big old... Uh-uh-uh, not out loud. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. And boom. I think we're done. Ooh, yeah, we're good. Wish made.
3: Well, good luck, boys. Especially with that curse. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy, well, that laugh will haunt my dreams tonight. You know, that's the second person in New Orleans to comment on our mummy's curse. We we are going to break that curse, right? Oh, oh, my God, absolutely. I mean, our plan is 100% foolproof, don't you know? Yeah, yeah.
2: We'll be fine. Okay, shall we continue our little tour?
0: Oh, you betcha. (laughs) Got so many graves out here. Whoa! Is that a giant pyramid? Man, whoever's buried there must be really important.
2: (laughs) Sure. A real national treasure, one might say. This pyramidal tomb is nine feet tall and one of the newest residential plots here at St. Louis Cemetery, being built as recently as 2010.
0: Wait a sec. I ain't no name on it. No dates. No nothing. Just some words I can't pronounce.
2: This tomb sits empty for now. It belongs to American actor, Nicholas Cage.
0: Oh, <laughs> what? Nick Cage built himself a nine-foot pyramid in the middle of the oldest, most haunted cemetery in New Orleans? Ah, uh, yeah, he would do that. Yeah, I think I'd actually be more surprised if he didn't do something like that. I am, however, surprised at the numerous lipstick kisses all over his grave. Oh, I mean, what's that all
2: about? Despite the public outcry and sheer ludicracy of its existence, it's already developed its own unique lore and traditions, oddly enough, involving lipstick and kissing stone.
0: Well, borrow some lipstick. I'll her up. Nah, that's all you, buddy. Okay. What? Okay, so the only words on it say, Omnia Ab Uno.
2: Latin, for everything from one.
0: Oh, pretty deep for an above-ground tomb. shh.
1: <laughs> Did you see where those two weird boys ran off to? The ones wearing the ball cap and the other one appeared to be a giant block of cheese?
0: They went that right way. Hey, you said you said you were sanctioned. Super special tour guide.
2: Sanctioned. What I said was, I'm a super secret tour guide that gives special tours to randomly selected tourists. I never said it was an official sanctioned tour. You flat leavers came up with that on your own.
0: Okay, alright, so you're not wrong. But what are you gonna do now? This makes us trespassers.
2: You're sound as a pound, man. Just stick with me and keep trucking because I have one more important gravesite to show you.
0: <laughs> but what if we get caught? I don't wanna go to jail again. Are you scared to drop the soap? Yeah, man, of course I am. Do you know how filthy those jail shower floors are? No, thank you. No, I don't, for the record, know how dirty they are, but I can assume they're pretty gross. Very. Yeah, you got that grime. Get that shouted out.
2: I would assume they're horrible.
0: (laughs) They Get that that Billy Mays uh, OxyClean up in there.
2: (laughs) Are you jiving yet, or are we just going to stand here all night? Take a chill pill and follow, will ya? Sure thing, ma'am.
1: Evening, Mary.
2: Uh, The moon's a
1: beaut tonight, huh, Miss
2: Toops? Top of the night, gentlemen. Oh, ghost friends of yours? Ghost friends. Alive or dead, doesn't matter. Friends are friends, and <laughs> here we are.
0: Huh. The tomb of Homer Plessy. Well, that does sound familiar.
2: Homer Plessy is perhaps the most remarkable person buried here. Born 1862, his skin was fair, but he was actually one-eighth black, and back then, one-eighth black meant you were not white no matter how fair you appeared. He Aww. was cleared to sit in the white section of the bus, the bus driver being none the wiser, until Homer declared his heritage loud and proud.
0: Good for him. <laughs> man, I'm sure that sat well in times of the dirty old Jim Crow <laughs> and separation but equal laws. Yeah, I'm guessing he was booted off the bus and jailed?
2: Yeah, man, but it led to the landmark Supreme Court case Plessy v. Ferguson, which established the horrible separate but equal doctrine, also known as segregation. However, it did start a revolutionary ripple of change that led to the formation of the NAACP and to Brown versus Board of Education in 1954.
0: Uh, you weren't kidding when you said he was remarkable.
2: Indeed he was. Honestly, I could go all night telling you the history of this St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 and not even scratch the surface. But I should probably let you boys go before you get caught. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, okay, okay, okay. But, but, but
0: before you do that... How's about you tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Toops?
2: Yeah. 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 Mrs., actually. And I would love to. Unlike a lot of the souls contained within these gates, I wasn't born in the 19th century or prior. I was born in 1928 in Mississippi, not too awful far from here.
0: Yeah, well, we actually drove through Mississippi. It's an interesting state, to say the least. Uh, the least? I love that. I love that, that Barks Red Cream Soda. It's pretty unique.
2: Well, I moved to New Orleans when I was 40 and married a handsome Cajun and Freemason, Albert Tubes.
0: Oh, a Freemason, huh?
2: Well, I wonder if you know St. Germain. Undoubtedly. But as I mentioned earlier, I kind of chartered the religious order of witchcraft in 1972, Louisiana's first coven to be registered as an official religion. So, you know, pretty big deal, you copy?
0: No, I copy. So, so what then, you lead, like, like church sermons and such? Oh, Oh! more importantly, do you know the witch in the woods? Yeah. We searched for her, but we came up short.
2: There are many witches throughout many woods, so I'm not sure how to help you going off that alone. And yes, I would lead our practice of Western ceremonial magic with the coven in front of Pop Fountain in City Park. I was also owner of two witch shops in the French Quarter, and am author of the book Magic High and Low. And I was also name-dropped in American Horror Story Coven, so that was pretty rad.
0: What? Wow. Can I ask how you died, Miss Mary?
2: That is the real question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Some rumors say I was poisoned. Others say I died of a brain tumor. Well, which is it? It's the beauty of rumors. They create an enduring air of mystery. I wouldn't want to end my legacy any other way.
0: Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah, but... Couldn't they just exhume and do an autopsy to find out the truth, though? I mean, you and your husband are buried here, right? Come to think of it, you showed us a whole lot of graves out here, but ain't one of them yours.
2: I always said, the dead walk the alleys of St. Louis Number 1 more than the living. And when I pass over, I'll certainly be one of them. And I've made do on my word as here I walk. As for the body of me and my husband, perhaps we're buried here in a secret tomb.
1: Perhaps not. Hey, I heard someone talking over there about Plessy. I think we found him.
0: Yeah, boy, yeah, I think that's our cue to go. Yeah, thanks for a special tour, Mary. Uh, Assume, of course, we don't end up getting arrested from it or nothing.
2: Don't mention it. And for anyone interested in my life's work, purchase my book, Magic High and Low, you dig? Oh, and boys, if you're passing through Algiers, be careful. And whatever you do... Don't pick up hitchhikers. (laughs)
0: Whoa, whoa. Hey, she just up and disappeared. Yeah, that was the most groovy, vanishing sound I ever heard. She is a ghost, though, so I reckon that's pretty normal. Yeah, no, that's true. Now let's get out of here, Florida Man Security's closing in. Yeah, you ain't got to tell me twice. My record's stained enough without adding trespassing a historical grave site to the list. <laughs> oh, hey, hold, wait up. That's Mary across the yard there. Did, did she just winky face at us?
1: on the flip side, tailgaters. Who was that? Get her.
0: Get yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Made it back to the truck before security saw us. Went ahead to, to, to the hotel and uh, get some more beer. Oh, me. You betcha. Only. Oh, only what? Only we are most definitely passing through Algiers according to the GPS. Isn't that where Mary Toofs warned us not to go? Yeah. You can say why, though. Reckon they just don't take kindly to witchcraft in them parts? I don't know. At any rate, her turd turned, a, her turd, her turd, her turd turned out way better than I thought. Never thought I'd meet so many historical ghosts in one spot. Yeah, know what I mean? Sure was awfully swell Mary Toops to show us around like that. Okie dokie. All we gotta do now is cross over to Mississippi River into Algiers Point. Well, let's cross that bridge then. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, the bridge collapsing? Well, I mean Algiers. Oh. Uh, maybe gas prices are higher? Or worse. Maybe beer prices are higher. (gasps) Oh, (gasps) jeez. Don't even joke. Hey, what are you doing over there? Just a little last-minute research on Algiers while you drive. Apparently, this part of New Orleans has a rich and devilish history. Oh. Oh. Hey. Hey. Hmm. Uh, who's that fellow over there waving us down? Wow. Looks like a hitchhiker. (laughs) Pull over right quick. Howdy, fella. You need, uh, you need help or something? What do you say? Florida man, what do you say? Uh, I mean, he ain't say a damn thing. He's just smiling at me all creepy-like and gesturing to our truck. Uh, hey! Hey, you need a, you need a ride or something? Okay, well, he's nodding yes. Should we let him in the back of the truck? Well, the good Samaritan in me wants to say yes, but... I'm gonna be real with you, I got a bad feeling about this. Like a dark sense in the pit of my stomach. I'm gonna drive on. I'm, I'm sorry. Don't be, I ain't getting the best feeling myself. Alright, we drive on. Sorry pal, truck's full! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Woof, yeah, that was just creepy. Seriously, like, use your words, You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, anyway, back to my research here. Algiers seems to have a devil problem. Well, I'll be gosh darned! All goes back to 1918, when a serial axeman murdered up and down these streets, only to disappear a year later. He left a letter behind before vanishing, claiming to be a demon. Well, with devil lingering in the consciousness of the residents here, it didn't take long for the legend of the devil to resurface here in Algiers. Yeah, you don't say. I do say. Oh. Yeah, the devil man was first sighted in 1938 zipping around town shouting sexist insults to women and causing havoc in bars and homes. Yeah, oh boy. Yeah, scarier still. A married couple were driving home one night and spotted a suspicious-looking feller asking to bum a ride. And the wife's stranger danger kicked in. The couple left his ass in the dust. Yeah, just like we did back there. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, slow down, slow the truck down. Whoa, huh? why? Look over there, the gas station on the left. Hey, That looks like the exact same hitchhiker from a few miles back. He's yelling at us this time. Uh, Should I pull over?
4: Evening, fine gentlemen. A ride for an old beggar. Nothing fishy going on here.
0: No way in hell. Keep going, (laughs) keep going. Okay, okay, you sure? Man, listen. says here that further down the roadways, the couple spotted the same man shouting for a ride. Of course, that was met with a big hail to the no, and the couple kept on trucking, only to see the exact same man a further ten miles down. Whoof! I sure hope that doesn't happen. Ah, oh, shoot! I spoke too soon. There he is again. No, dude, hell no! Gun it! I can't. It's a red light. Well, that's the right thing to do. What do I do? He's walking right at us and grinning ear to ear. Lock your doors. Lock your doors. Green, green, Floor it. He's head. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. He was right at the window. I'm telling you, closer he got, less human he looked. In fact, corner of the story I've been reading. The couple driving saw the man reappear a few more miles down the road. This time, the man revealed his true form. Fuck! Fuck me! He's ahead of us again in the middle of the road. Look, what did your little story say about that? Well, Well, he reveals his true form. That he's a devil in disguise. Scared as all get out, the couple sped for home, only to be met a final time by the fiend. Shit, look... He's ripping his human skin off like it was some kind of cheap Party City Halloween costume. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no! The red skin, the horns, the tail, the pitchfork. The f- fuck are we still doing here? I don't know. I'm swerving around this mammoth. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Whew. Oh my God. Okay. So you said he appeared to him a final time. Ah, <sighs> yeah. And for the love of Farv, tell me he doesn't appear in the back seat. We don't even have a back seat though. Oh. oh God. Yeah. True. Oh. Yeah. oh So then, is he still trying to hitchhike? No. Not no more. According of the story. Homeboy rode up on the couple riding a brown steed, matching their speed in the car. They managed to outmaneuver the devil and made it home. They reported the incident at the police, and the police not only searched for the devil, but apparently they ran into him several times. Though, he always was a cloven foot ahead of them. By the time they finally landed some bullets on the guy, the bullets were apparently returned to the officers by a set of furry claws. Holy shit. In the rear view. Look! Oh, fuck. Man, the devil's riding up on us. He's riding a brown steed, just like the story guess this is how it all ends. Oh, man. I love you, buddy. I love you, too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Pull over, you knuckle-dragging simpletons. Don't you recognize your dear old friend? Whoa.
0: Hey, look, Cheesehead. It's just Dev. Hey, for y'all at home that skipped episodes, like you shouldn't, because it's all a very consecutive storytelling podcast... <laughs> We visited the Devil's Chair in Casadega, Florida in episode 4. We met the Devil himself. He goes by Dev, though. Ain't so bad a guy if you bring some good booze as an offering. Yeah, well, curd my cheese. Had I known it was Dev the whole time, I'd definitely have picked him up way on back. Hey, roll down the window. <laughs> Got it. Hey, Dev! We're just heading
4: to our hotel. You care to join? I shall follow you on my health steed. tallyho.
0: <laughs> So, the rascally devil caused such a ruckus that night that the police station was overwhelmed with calls. In the end, there was only one arrest. A black fella named Clark Carlton. Yeah, of course the police in the South would arrest a black man. I mean, sure a bunch of them police were undoubtedly racist as hell. I mean, we're talking 1930 Louisiana here. But oddly enough, they booked him because Clark went by the name Lord Harold, according to a newspaper article, and he confessed that it were him behind all the chaos. Said it weren't the devil that sent him, but an entity even more powerful, a god. Funny thing was, while they booked Clark Carlton, chaos was still being reported to police. Meaning, well, the corporate weren't just him. Holy fazoles. Ooh, now I got a hankering for them complimentary breadsticks, you know what I mean? <laughs> Love that drive through Olive Garden. Yeah, baby. Man, anyone else here like some, some Fazolis? Uh, Man, reach out. Closest one's like 600 miles away. Yeah, all the ones in Florida I know closed. Anyway, apparently over 200 more reports came in to the Algier PD that night. Bartenders claimed the devil appeared in their bars, scaring him into pouring free drinks. Uh-huh. I mean, that's probably what I would do if I was the devil. Oh, yeah, man. You know it. I mean, free drinks? Yeah, please. Yes, please. Yeah, baby. All right. Well Then what did the police do, then? They booked a guy claiming to be the cause of the havoc, yet the havoc persisted even with him in custody. Well, the police sergeant grew tired of all that shit. He declared, there isn't any devil, man. Not even the man we arrested. Well, okay. So they let him go, then. Nope. <laughs> Clark seemed to be in the clear, but he weren't having none of that. He doubled down on his possession story, claiming he was called here all the way from Arkansas by the ancient Roman god of the sea, Neptune. Well, ain't that the this thing, all of that oceanfront property in Arkansas. Basically. Yeah, yeah, okay, here we go. We're pulling up to the hotel now.
4: <laughs> oh, hey there, Dev. Long time no see. Huh. For you, maybe. But the devil sees all. Well, the devil sees what he wishes to see. I don't like to see everything at once. I'm not fucking Santa Claus, that creep. But you catch my drift. What?
0: I mean, you hear all, too, then? What do
4: you take me for, you ever-so-slightly-elevated baboon? Of course I heard you.
0: <laughs> Got anything you'd like to add to the story, then?
4: I'm not one to embellish my own legend and grandeur, but I'm not one to skimp on embellishments. <gasps> Shortly following my shenanigans in Algiers, a woman gave birth to a straight up demon infant, a devil baby, one might say. It sent the entire neighborhood into a panic all over again. Not long after, the alleged woman and the baby up and disappeared, and the story of the devil of Algiers faded into obscurity. Uh,
0: okay, a baby devil? Jeez, did you knock up a mortal woman? Pish posh! Of course I did no
4: such thing. A supernatural impregnation? What do you think this is? The Nativity? <laughs> Whoa, big yaks! So what does it take for a devil to get a beer around here, pray tell?
0: Yeah, I mean, got a cooler right there.
4: <sighs> Better not be some plebeian bargain brin. Oh, mega pale ale by Nola Brewery. Oh, what a fine selection! I can always count on you tailgaters to deliver. Of course, if you were to come short, I'd have promptly dragged your miserable souls through the nine circles of the unholy abyss.
0: Yeah, well, I think this is a real good place to stop. Want to hear your story on our podcast? Talking to you people at home. You dirty motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Man, shoot us an email at gmail at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at thetailgatepodcast for photos, cast info, updates, and more. Yeah, uh absolutely. And, and be sure to tune in every week for new content. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and literally every other podcast directory. Literally. Or... or. Visit us at www.thetailgatepodcast.com for our full library, deeper show notes, and transcripts. Mm -hmm.
4: Yes, you can visit me as well at www.inhealth.gov. Surprisingly less painful to navigate than (laughs) healthcare.gov.
0: Oh, my God. Shots fired, man. See See you later, tailgaters. (laughs)
2: Thank you all for joining us on the latest episode of the Tailgate Podcast. Mary Tubes is played by Katherine Baker. You can follow her on Instagram at, at the Catherine Baker. Catherine is spelled K A T H R Y N. And check out her performance as Bellatrix Lestrange in the short film Neville Longbottom and the Black Witch, viewable on YouTube. Ernest Nathan Muriel is played by Greg Hernandez. Check him out on Instagram at, at VMPPhoto. And www.vmpphoto.com. Marie LeBeau is performed by Zamela Samuel. You can check out her creative side on Instagram at Lady underscore cosplay or on TikTok under the same handle. The Devil of Algiers is portrayed by Tommy Swanfelder. You can check him out on Instagram at Spectro Pluto and on Tumblr at mgmpluto.tumblr.com. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on his YouTube channel, So Can You, and on Instagram at @AaronUnabridged. Aaron Unabridged. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode is written and edited by Harrison Foreman.